All right, you know, there are some things in life that are just kind of unnatural. They're not normal, you might say. Uh, For instance, look at this picture right here. What is that? Square watermelons. Yeah, not normal, not natural. You would say, hey, that almost seems like it's impossible. Um, Here's another one. That reminds you of some of your family members, doesn't it? You never know which face you're really going to get from them, right? I mean, it could be a different attitude uh, depending on who they are. Okay, here's the next one. I used to be able to do that in my younger days. Uh, I was that flexible. That looks like that's painful and hurts, doesn't it? Yeah? Well, today I want to talk about something that is unnatural, and some people might even say that it's impossible for us to do it. And yet, It's very interesting that Jesus says this is the thing, this behavior that we're going to talk about today is something that all of us should be participating in regularly and ongoing, and it's called forgiveness. And how do we forgive people who have hurt us? Now, just by a show of hands, how many of you have ever been hurt before in your life? Just raise your hand, okay? All right, put your hands down. Now, anyone who did not raise their hand, what do we call them? Liars. Liars, that's right. Because if you have never been hurt before, you're a liar. Uh, Three-year-olds, right, uh, become hurt. They remember things. Uh, I'm sure my kids are going to have to have a lot of therapy for some of the stuff that I put them through, you know. And it just happens. We're, we're good at hurting other people. Now, hurt comes in a couple different ways. One is sometimes we uh, have a miscommunication or a misunderstanding with someone. And something happens and we don't hear something right and all of a sudden uh, there's this conflict that happens between us and another person. And what the evil one, Satan, loves to do in those situations is to put a wedge right between the two of you to where all of a sudden then it blows up and it becomes much bigger than what it was. But it was just a miscommunication. But there are other times in which we get hurt, and we get hurt intentionally by somebody else because they're cruel, and they do something to hurt us in that way. Now, this is what I know about 20 years of being a pastor, is that today, in a group this size, there are some of you who walked in here today, and no one saw this, but you know it and God knows it, that at the surface of your heart is a hurt. Somebody has done something, said something, has hurt you in some way. Someone's wounded you. Someone's lied to you. Someone has taken advantage of you. And that hurt for your life is very fresh. For others of you, your wound isn't so fresh. It wasn't something that happened recently. But it happened a long, long, long time ago. But You just pushed it down, but you never got rid of it, and it has continued to be there, and every once in a while, it surfaces itself. For instance, you go to a family event, and the person that you have an issue with is in your family, and they walk in, and all of a sudden, you're just like this. I want to kill them. Oh, look at you all holy people. Oh, no, not me. No, no, no. That's what you think. I want to kill them. And all of a sudden, in your mind, something rushes to the front of your mind. You're like, why am I thinking that? 
Why am I feeling like this? Well, it's because you never dealt with it biblically, and so it comes to this service. Or you may bump into someone that you had an issue with, or you hear that person's name, and all of a sudden it comes and you start getting angry and raged. You know, it's like the person's at Walmart and they're checking out and you look and it says Nancy. And all of a sudden you're like, hey, I don't like you. Now they're like, dude, I don't even know you. Oh, I'm sorry, Nancy, I have an issue with. Not, you're a different Nancy. Okay. And yet in the Lord's Prayer, the most famous prayer in the world, Jesus said this, whenever you pray, remember these words to say. Forgive us our sins, for we forgive... What's the next word? Everyone. See, I knew you wouldn't say that word very loud. You know. <laughs> what's the word again? Everyone. Yeah, everyone. Everyone who sins against you. Growing up, I had uh, three childhood friends. We did everything together. We called ourselves the Four Amigos. There we are at my birthday party. Remember McGregor? Does anyone ever... Does anyone remember the sporting group? Some of you are like, dude, you're old. Yeah, I know. And look at my one buddy. He's got like this shirt that shows, we probably shouldn't show this actually, but there's like male nipples, you know, it's like, I don't know what, I don't know what that's about. Mikey picks out the picture, so you know, I just deal with it. But that was the style, you know, like back in the 80s, you'd wear one of those and you were cool. Well, uh, these three guys, uh, Mitch, Matt, and Chris were three of my favorite buddies. We did everything together. We went to preschool together. We spent the night at each other's house uh, every weekend almost. I don't think our parents could handle all of us, you know, so they'd ship us out and uh, we would go to someone else's house, give the parents a break. And uh, we spent uh, uh, time together playing sports and we went to church together and we even got in trouble together. And those times that those guys shot bottle rockets at cars, and when they egged some houses, I sat there and I prayed for their souls. <laughs> but the three of us, or the four of us all together, my three buddies and me, we were like tight, and we always had each other's back. In fact, uh, we uh, thought up a song uh, that was about our brotherhood as the four amigos. Uh, you want to hear it? Some of you really don't want to hear it, but here, I'm up here, so you got to deal with it. So this, it's kind of a rap song, okay? So this is the best I can do. United we stand, divided we fall. We're tighter than pantyhoses, two sizes too small. We're, that was Mitch, by the way. Mitch and Matt. Chris and Bunch, and if you give us some crap, we'll steal your lunch. All right. Okay, don't, go, don't clap. You know, you know. No, I'm joking. Okay, not quite American Idol, but, you know, I'm getting there. Um, so these three guys, we, we were really, really tight, and one of them uh, became my best friend, Matt. And uh, we played baseball together. We played football together. We played basketball together. Uh, we won a lot of trophies together in sports. Um, I was the best man at his first wedding, and uh, he was uh, in my wedding, and we were just tight. And a few years ago, he embezzled thousands and thousands of dollars from his employer. And I get a phone call early in the morning from his mom, 
asking me to go visit him in jail. And of course I'd do that. He's my bro. And I left everything and I went to go be with him. And over the next couple of weeks, I negotiated with the employer and uh, someone who was connected uh, to the employer to the point to where if Matt uh, resigned and he paid back all of the money back to him that they wouldn't press charges. And they decided to do that. Well, during the same time, Matt had just gone through a divorce. He had lost his house and his kids wanted little to do with him. But he owed a lot of child support with three kids. And so he asked uh, my wife Jennifer and I if we would be willing to give him some money. And so that's what we did. We took some money out of our savings account, emergency fund that we had, and we gave it to him. And for the next three years, I never heard from him. He didn't call. He didn't text. He didn't email. He never said he was th- that he was thankful. And he never even called to say, hey, bro, I'll pay you back. There was nothing whatsoever. And I can remember uh, pulling out my journal during that time. I'm very honest with God when I journal because there, there's a book in the Bible called Psalms in which David is very, very honest. And I remember writing it, and it said this, God, I feel so hurt by Matt. He used me, and now he's ignoring me. And I hate what he did to me, and I'm angry. How could my best friend treat me like that? Now, I don't know what your hurt is, but I have a feeling that every single one of you have someone in your life who has hurt you. Maybe they've hurt you much worse than what Matt did to me. Some of you, you've had horrible things done to you. Just horrible. And when I read that scripture in which Jesus said, when you pray, pray like this. Pray, forgive everyone. Something within you just started to just come on edge to where you're like, but Chris, 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 you don't know what they did to me. You don't know what he said, what she said, what they've done to me. And this is the truth. I don't. I don't know what has happened to you. Maybe someone has hurt you in a horrible way. Maybe someone betrayed you at work. We, at work. They lied to you. They gossiped to you. Maybe you had a friend that betrayed a trust. Maybe your mom or dad have done something to you that, honestly, if you were here, you're still not over it. You still haven't forgiven them. And it's been years and years. Maybe you have a child that has grown up and now all of a sudden that child has rejected you. They no longer come to family functions and there is pain and there is hurt of what they've done to you. Maybe you have a a spouse that you're still aching over the fact of some of their sexual choices that they did in their past, and maybe they even cheated on you. Maybe it's an ex-spouse that you just can't quite get over the way that they have hurt you through the divorce process, and you feel betrayed, and you feel overwhelmed. Maybe your person isn't even alive today. 
Maybe the person that you're angry at has already died, but constantly you think of them and there is this grudge that you have toward them. For some of you, maybe if you were dead honest, you're here today because someone invited you, but you're angry at God. You might be a little bit angry at God or you might be a lot angry at God. But you're angry at God because you asked Him to do something. You prayed about something. And you've seen Him do that exact same thing in other people's lives. But for some reason, it didn't happen into your life. And you're mad. And you're asking, why, God? Why did you not come through? Maybe some of you, you're angry at yourself. You can't forgive yourself because of something that you've done. And this week... My prayer has been that God would give you the ability supernaturally to do something that seems impossible, and that is to forgive someone who has hurt you. Now, the truth is, some of you might be sitting there going, why? Why do you mean? Why should I forgive? Well, there's lots of reasons to forgive, but let me give you two this morning. The first one is this, because forgiveness hurts me. Because forgiveness hurts me. In the New Testament, the second half of the Bible, in the book of Hebrews, the writer states this, see to it that no one misses the grace of God and that no, what's the next two words? What is it? It's a bitter root grows up to what? Cause trouble and defile many. So many of us are living with a bitter root. We have a root of bitterness somewhere within us. We're not even completely aware of it because for some of us, we pushed it down so long that we go through life thinking, well, it really doesn't affect me that much. I don't think about it that much. You know, the Bible says this, that love keeps no record of wrong. But have you ever noticed that bitterness keeps detailed records? When you become bitter, you remember every single thing that you can put off on a checkoff list. Well, he did this. Well, she did that. Well, Did you see that person walking in here and they were acting like they had it all together and they were like all of that in a bag of chips? And there's this root of bitterness that is literally like a cancer for your soul. And it eats away. It hurts all of our relationships and it hurts our relationships with God. And I would go as far to say this. My wife's a medical doctor. We talk about stories all the time. And so many of her patients have died, not because of the disease of cancer, but the disease of bitterness and resentment. In fact, I would go as far to say today, I'm not a medical professional, so you can take it for what it's worth. If you don't like it, then forget it. But I would go as far to say more people die of bitterness and resentment because of other things, high blood pressure, heart issues, whatever, because of that than they do anything genetic. So why 
should we forgive? Well, one reason is because unforgiveness is like taking broken glass and squeezing it in your hand. When that happens, who gets hurt? You do. My uh, girls are real excited about a movie that's coming up in uh, May, and I'm going to just show it to you. What is this? Anybody know? Angry Birds. Yeah, you're so much more holy than the other people in the first celebration. You knew it immediately. I'm concerned about some of you. Um, But Angry Birds is coming out in May, and they're really excited about it. And I had never really played this game, but I'd heard about it. And so this week I uh, got the app and put it on my phone. While I was doing some research about Angry Birds, this is what I found. It was the number one app for years and years and years downloaded. And uh, how many of you have ever played Angry Birds? Just raise your hand. Yeah, I say, hey, did anyone ever hurt you in your life? People don't raise their hand. Ang- angry birds? Hey, dude, I'm in. You know? Like, I love some angry birds. Now, uh, if you've never played this before, and I did this week, just so, you know, for research material. Um, but basically, you're this little bird, and you're angry, and you're angry at some pigs because these pigs build these structures that are built out of metal and sometimes wood. But the good news is you have a slingshot and you can take your little angry bird and you can kind of bring it down and let it go and all of a sudden you're the angry bird in the air. Whack! And you come down and you land in their structure and you destroy the pig. Why? Pig didn't do anything to you. I don't know why. But this is what I do know. After you have actually hit the pig, and you land on the ground, what happens to you? You land on the ground, and you roll around on the ground, and then all of a sudden, what happens? You blow up! (laughs) Now let me ask you this morning. Why do you want to be an angry bird? And why do you want to hold grudges against somebody else? Who has hurt you? Anne Lamott has this great quote. She says, Unforgiveness is like drinking rat poison and hoping it kills the other person. Because you look at the person that has hurt you as a dirty, nasty, stinky rat. And this is what happens. You eat the poison yourself going, that will get them. And who's it killed? kills you. Bitterness, resentment, anger. So why should I forgive? Because unforgiveness hurts me. A second reason is because I'll need forgiveness again. I'm going to need forgiveness again sometime in my life. Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 and 15. 
If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will, and let's read these last five words together. What are they? Will not, will not forgive your sin. Now, Jesus was so committed to this that he said, you know what, not only am I going to share it here, but I want to give a parable. And so one day, he tells this parable. A parable is simply a story. It's an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. And this was the story. One day, there was a master who loaned to his servant 10,000 talents. Now, as you read that about 10,000 talents, you might think to yourself, well, that's no big deal. 10,000 talents, you just kind of slide over that. But I did some research this week, and 10,000 talents equated to 150,000 years of labor. 150,000 years of labor. Now, you translate that into our day, and it comes to this, that the person owed the other person over $2 billion with a B. So Jesus was saying, basically, there was this guy who owed this other guy $2 billion. And just like today, if you said this story, everybody would be like, whoa, whoa, he's never going to repay that. He'll never be able to repay that. And the text goes on to even say that he couldn't repay it. So the servant goes to the master and he begs him. He's like, please, 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 would you forgive me? Show me mercy. And the master immediately forgives him of all of his debt. Well, the servant then goes back to his own house or to his hometown. And while he's there, someone comes to him who owed him one day's labor. And the guy comes to him and says, hey, I'm a servant. You're a servant. I know I owe you one day's labor. Will you forgive me? He's like, no, not at all. I'm not going to forgive you. And the master found out about this. And here's what the Bible says. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master turned him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all that he owed. This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother from your heart. Pretty direct, isn't it? And this is what I've found. When I mess up, I want God to quickly show me mercy. As quickly as he can. But often, when someone else wrongs me, often I'm slow to give mercy to somebody else. So why should I forgive? Well, first of all, because unforgiveness is really going to hurt me. And secondly, because I'm going to need forgiveness myself one day. Now, so far, if you're a Christ follower, you're sitting there, you're like, I wish I had angry birds right now because I've heard this before. This is like the hundred thousandth time. Okay, you are to forgive people. Everybody love Jesus. Let's all forgive. Hey, you know. But this is the thing. It's one thing to know why. 
It's another thing to actually know how to do it. And I have a feeling that some of you, although you may be a Christ follower, you do not know how to do this very well. So let me show you how to do that. Just a couple of things. First thing is, how do I learn how to forgive? First of all, you pray for those who hurt you. You pray for those who hurt you. And you don't pray like this. God, give them a very short life. (laughs) Take them out right now. In the name of Jesus, give them hemorrhoids. You know? All right. You do not pray like that. Now, you're tempted to, like, I know you want to, but resist it. Our model for Jesus, or our model for forgiveness was Jesus. And as he's on the cross, he is on the cross, and people have mocked him, they have beat him, they have whipped him, they have finally put him to a cross, they have nailed uh, nails into his wrists and his feet, and he stands there and he looks down. If there's anybody who deserved not to forgive their enemy, it was Jesus. And he looked down from the cross and remember what he said, Father, forgive them. Father, forgive them. Because at the heart of all of Jesus' teaching is forgiveness. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 43, Jesus said this, You have heard that it was said, Love your neighbor, and what do you do to your enemy? You hate your enemy. That's the normal thing to do, right? Jesus was like, that's normal. That doesn't take any effort to hate. In fact, Jewish law had this concept, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, a life for a life. That if you cut off, if someone cuts off your arm, you go after them and cut off their arm. And Jesus comes into this culture where everyone is about getting revenge on someone else, of doing it to your enemy. If they hurt you, you hurt them back. And Jesus came with this revolutionary message, a mind-blowing message. It floored them. And in verse 44, he says this, But I tell you, love your enemies and do what? Pray for those who persecute. Chances are pretty good that when you get hurt by someone else, you're probably going to say to yourself, well, I don't want to pray for them. I don't feel like praying for them. And folks, I get that. I understand that. I totally do. But this is what I've noticed. That sometimes I have to take the right action step first before I ever feel what I need to feel. Sometimes I just have to take the step first, and if I take the action, over time what I've found is that my feelings line up. The want to may not be there, but if I take the step, the right actions after that follows the right feeling. A couple of years went by, I never heard from Matt. And it just kind of stewed in me. It actually physically caused me to not sleep at night a few times. And every time I would hear the name Matt or someone would talk about him, my other buddies would, it would just churn like in my stomach and I would be so upset. And I remember finally that 
even though I was a pastor, I hated him. I'm not proud of that. But if I was honest, if, I, if you were to say, how do you feel towards him? I felt hate for what he had done to me. And then one day I go to this conference, and a pastor stands up, and he speaks on forgiveness. And he says, all of you are pastors, I know, and you teach it, but is there someone in your life that you haven't forgiven? And it was like God was speaking directly to me. And it was like, Matt. And I've been praying that for some of you, that right now, God might be speaking to some of you right now with the name of a person who you have been carrying bitterness and resentment toward. So I remember this pastor saying, well, the first step is to pray. And so I got home. I didn't pray until I got home. But I got to home, and then I started to pray. And my first prayer was like with gritted teeth. God, please. Be with Matt. Bless him. And each day, I kept praying and praying and praying. And all of a sudden, my jaw kind of got loosened up a little bit, and I was actually saying, hey, God, you forgive him, I forgive him. And then eventually, I was like, well, well, God bless him. You know, half-heartedly. Oh, God bless you, you know. But eventually, over time... It really became something that I wanted for him. And doing that day after day, something changed. You see, this is something that happened to me during that time, and I still believe it today. When you pray for other people who have hurt you, they may not change, but guess who does change? You. You. Folks, just pray. Just start by praying. It may be difficult at first. You may not want to, but start praying. Even if it's half-hearted, it's better than just letting the bitterness and resentment win. Start to pray. And for some people, it might be an immediate switch. You start praying and all of a sudden, wham, I'm ready to forgive them right now. I'll pick up the phone. I'do it right now. For others of you, you've been hurt so badly by this person that it's not going to happen immediately. It's going to take a process, but worth the process. So how do you forgive someone who has hurt you? First of all, you pray for them. Secondly, you forgive as you have been forgiven. You forgive as you have been forgiven. How do you do that? Well, you do it the same way that Christ forgave you. How did Jesus forgive you? Completely, wholly, and constantly. Every single day, His mercies come to you. Look at this next powerful verse. It's in Colossians 3.13. It's in the New Testament. It says, bear with each other. Notice there are some times, folks, that you're going to have to bear with somebody. And you have to bear with them because they're a bear. What they did to you has created some issues and has caused you some pain and hurt. And you still might have to hang in there through weeks and weeks just trying to get it. And there's still pain on the other side. But hang in there, bear with them, fight for it because the Bible says, and Forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. So how do you do it? The Bible says it very clearly. Then it says, forgive as the Lord forgave you. That's how you forgive. You forgive as the Lord forgave you. 
I like the story of Peter, one of Jesus' closest friends. He comes up to Jesus one day. He's like, hey, Jesus, how many, time are we, how many times are we supposed to forgive people? Seven times? And I think Peter's like, dude, I'm being generous. Like, seven times. I'm willing to do it seven times. And Jesus says, no, 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 no. Not seven times, but 70 times seven. Now, some of you right now are trying to calculate what that is. I'll tell you now. It's 490 times. And you're like, yep, I think I'm there with that person. I'm done. No, no, no. When Jesus said that, it was not about a numerical amount. He was saying that it should be an ongoing process, a continual process going, that you forgive other people. Now, some of you this morning may be in abusive situations. I'm not naive enough to know, to to think that that doesn't happen in our church. So what do you do? I had a woman a few years ago that came up to me and said, hey, my husband is beating me. Should I forgive him and stay with him? This was my response. No! No, no, no. Get out. Leave. You can forgive from a distance, but you don't have to stay and take that kind of abuse. Forgive does not mean that you continue to deal with that hurt. Now, ladies, I'm telling you, If there is a guy and he's hitting you, but most of the time he's really good, Pastor Chris. No, 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 no. If he's hitting you once, he's a jerk. And you need to get out. And if he's hitting you once, this is all I'm saying. There are some men in this church that are not saved. And for 50 bucks, I can ask them to do about anything, okay? Now, I might be joking, but not very much. I'm telling you, forgiveness doesn't mean you go and you put yourself in that place when someone's going to do that and you just get hurt over and over and over again, but you forgive as the Lord has forgiven you. That's what we're called to do. The reason I forgive is because, God, I am so messed up. Chris Bunch has done so many things. The reason I forgive is because God has forgiven me so much, and it is my call on my life to reach out and to forgive other people. So what happened with Matt? Well, I finally went through that process of praying for him, and then I picked up the phone one day, and I called him, and he answered. And uh, I said, hey, why don't we meet at Cracker Barrel? And he's like, yeah, no problem. Now, I want you to know that Matt has changed quite a bit. He's six foot one now, and he's about 300 pounds. So he's, he's very, very intimidating. And we walked in, and there was small talk, and then all of a sudden I said this, Matt, part of the reason I wanted us to reconnect is because you hurt me really bad. You asked for some money from us. We took money out of our savings, a substantial amount, to make sure that you We're not going to be in prison. I negotiated to make sure that everything happened. And you hurt me. And all of a sudden, this big guy that was sitting across from me starts tearing up. And I said, but wait, wait, wait. I need to ask forgiveness from you, too. Because over these past couple of years, I have had a hatred toward you. And I need that forgiveness. And at this point, this big guy, he's just bawling in the midst of Cracker Barrel. And he says, Chris, I am so sorry. I'm so, so sorry for what I did. During that time in my life, 
My wife had left me. I'd lost the house. My kids wanted nothing to do with me. And I thought nobody did. And then you came along. And you gave that gift. And once I got it and I cashed it and I got myself clear, I felt so much shame. Because you're my best friend. And I walked away. And I'm so sorry, Chris. I'm so, so sorry. But I hope we can make it back together. Well, about that time, the server walked in and gave the bill. And Matt was like, oh, I'll get this. I was like, darn right you're going to get this. <laughs> and as we got out of the parking lot, he reached out and he gave me this huge bear hug. And he said something that I'll never forget. He said, all of the best stories in my life have you in it. And I love you, bro. And we sat there, these two grown men, you know, crying. But, you know, he's still pretty far from God and he's six one, three hundred pounds. And finally he's like, all right, quit crying. People are going to think we're sissies. <laughs> Now, folks, this is where the rubber meets the road. We talked about forgiveness. We read scripture about forgiveness. I just shared a story to you about forgiveness. But here's the question. Who do you need to forgive? Who in your life have you gone through and you have never forgiven? When you walked in today, each of you received a little uh, blank sheet of paper. It's very, very small. It looks like this. If you could pull that out of your program, that'd be great. And if you uh, need a little sheet of paper, just raise your hand. Uh, we'll get one to you. They'll get to them to you as so you can. Just keep it raised. And this is what I'd like you to do. Is I'm going to give you a moment right now, just between you and God. Just a minute or two. Where you could ask God, God... Who is it in my life that I haven't forgiven? That's all I want you to do. This has nothing to do with the person beside you, even though it may be the person beside you. That's why we're going to turn off the light. So whoever it is in your life that you have not forgiven, that you would just write down that name. And like for this one, which was in the first celebration, there were four people this person wrote down. And to just say, God, who is it that you want me to forgive? And then to have that forgiveness. So take a moment right now. There's pens in front of you. Just write the name. One of the things that um, 
I love to do when I go to an airport is I love to people watch. Maybe some of you like to do that too. And I, I love to watch people go by. And this is one thing that I've always noticed in an airport is that people are always carrying bags. It might be a small bag. It might be a big bag. It might be a green bag. It might be a red bag. And in that bag, there are clothes, toothbrushes, medications, whatever. But there's something else in that bag that no one would ever know that they carry, but they do, and it's called unforgiveness. And they have something else in there called bitterness or resentment, and they carry it around. And some of you, maybe you carried that here today, and this was what my prayer has been, that God supernaturally would speak on your behalf, and whoever that person is that you need to forgive, that today... There are two suitcases that are up here that you could say, I'm not going to carry that anymore. I'm going to leave it here. And the name is not a name we rip up and we go, whatever. The name actually is somebody that we're saying, I'm not going to be bitter or angry or resentful toward anymore. And we'll put the name in there. And as we leave from this place, we leave with the opportunity now to do the hard work to pick up a phone, to send a letter. Don't put it on Facebook. Don't tweet it out. Hey, this guy's a big jerk, but I forgive him, you know. <laughs> now do the right thing. Pick up a phone. Sit down. If, it, if, it's, if it's abusive and it's dangerous, you got to forgive for a distance for a while. But if you're able to do it, that you would. So I'm going to invite you to stand right now. And uh, Derek's going to close us in a song. And during the song, this is what I realize is that for some of you, you don't have the strength on your own to forgive it. You can come up and put a name, but the strength this week to say, I'm going to forgive whoever this person is. I'm going to do it. And you need the Holy Spirit. You need God's Spirit working in your life to do that. So I'm going to pray right now. And then when you're ready, just take your name. Just come up here. There's two suitcases and put that name. And let me pray for us now. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, you who are the Father of forgiveness, thank you for forgiving us so many times, God. We mess up, we mess up, we mess up, and you're constantly there to forgive. And each person right now, God, is holding someone in their hand who has hurt them. And God, they don't deserve to be forgiven. They don't. What they did to us, what they said to us, they don't deserve to be forgiven. God, but we don't either. And so right now, I pray, God, that you would help us through the power of your Holy Spirit to be healed up from this place, to no longer carry baggage, but to be set free. So come, Holy Spirit, on your people right now. I pray that you would convict them of whoever that person is to make it right in this first step of forgiving them here so they don't carry the baggage of unforgiveness or bitterness or resentment. Start now. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. There's nothing worth more that will ever come close. Nothing can compare your Your prayers are
Well, uh, maybe you were sitting there and you're like, I'm not going to go up there. I feel self-conscious. That's okay. But before you leave today, I'd come up here and I'd make a declaration today that I'm forgiving that person and do the hard work this week. And for some of you, you could do it this week. For others of you, you need to start praying for that person until that moment comes. But don't let it turn into years. Put a date on the calendar and make it happen. Um, I'm going to invite the prayer team to come up right now. If you'd like prayer for anything, they'd love to pray with you. And maybe today is your day. You're like, I need forgiveness from God. I want him in my life. I want to accept him as Lord. You can come up here and they would do that with you. And uh, today we have two great things happening in the life of the church. We have First Steps with Chris. If I haven't had a chance to meet you, uh, don't run away. Uh, It only takes 15 minutes. Love to meet you that way. And uh, we have a baptism class that I'll be teaching right after that. And uh, so come and be a part of that. Know that you're loved in this place. Have a great week, everybody.